Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, uh, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. And today, it's Unnecessary Sequel Day as we travel to Chido with the Mummy, Tomb mm. of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah, we've flown in to the year 2008 to and... see this for the first time for both our sakes. Yeah, directed by Rob Cohen. Mm-hmm. And it was written by, I, this surprised me, it was written by Alfred Goh and Miles Miller. And anybody who's a fan of CW shows of the 2000s knows uh, they created Smallville. And I was just like, oh, hey, they've, uh, which of course they have written other stuff, like they have a story credit on Spider-Man 2 and so on. But I was just surprised that they uh, are responsible for what happened here. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't, uh, this feels so uninspired. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the tale of the tape. It's just going to be like, I don't think it's good. I, I don't like it. I can't recommend it to anybody. Like, no. not even as like a, oh, this is a fun romp. Like, maybe if it's on TV, it's like, no, there's. It's just so, there's no energy to it. Like, there's energetic <laughs> stuff happens, but the, if you're looking for the same kind of, fun characterization and uh, dynamic storytelling and energy that the first one had and that the second one really tried to recapture once again this has none of that shit has cool ideas in it has neat has neat set pieces uh but as in terms of a storyline in terms of a script in terms of everybody that's in it it feels very bored yeah like uh yeah, where's our paycheck? <laughs> Where, Energy. Like, yeah. like, oh, I guess that there's an interest. Yeah. Somebody will see it. And people did in droves. I think they were looking for, you know, again, that even the nostalgia factor hit in 2008. Like, oh, we love The Mummy. Yeah, we'll go see see the continuation again, the final chapter, as it happened to be. You know, it's kind of interesting. They didn't intend for it, obviously. No. Uh, <laughs> you can be. tell yeah there was a hook for another one but like yeah there's like nobody has any sense of this just is a thing that feels like it shouldn't exist and it feels so like weirdly antiquated for a movie that's like the original came out like less than a decade prior mm -hmm. right 1999 but it already like feels like, it's just long in the tooth, you mm -hmm. know? Or it's just like, oh, God, we gotta, we gotta do something. It, it's just, I don't know. It has a weird vibe to it. I don't like it. Um, it's not, like, out-and-out out terrible. <laughs> no, it's not, a, it's not a pile of shit. It's just, it's, it's an hour, what, 51 minutes is the runtime it's on Peacock, and I think it, it you feels get, it. It feels way longer. Yeah. Because it's both meandering, like, they yada, yada, yada their way through some stuff, but it also feels like they meander. Yeah. And it takes too long to get to the point, because at this point in time, it's just like, oh, we gotta stop him, because he's gonna get to the full power, and it's just like, I know... He's gonna get yeah. to the full power anyway. Oh, and here's another thing this uh, I noticed. Uh, 
for being a quote-unquote mummy movie, we really don't get to spend that much time with the quote-unquote the mummy. No, I don't understand anything with the Dragon Emperor. Yeah, I mean, I guess he wants to rule the world, don't we all? We've Everybody all, every, does. Everybody's been there. We've all woken uh, up one Thursday and, you know, sought world domination. But Yeah, tears for fears, man. That's all. Mm. Put it best. He... And, like, he's so nakedly evil. Like, he has a speech, and I'm just like, how did you ever rally people behind you? Well, and I, again, they they do, uh, so this time around, Jet Li plays the mummy, and he's called the Dragon Emperor. I don't think they ever name, no, give his character a full-on name, but uh, he's pretty much based on uh, Qin Shi Huang, who is the guy who would be the first emperor of China guy that china is in fact named after and he's pretty wild dude historically speaking he did uh well he was a big piece of shit but he did at one point seek immortality and it's what led to his death because he believed that drinking mercury would make him immortal and uh that does not uh work that way fuck Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, a pretty wild dude. So I like the idea of using him as your basis for your, quote-unquote, the mummy. But uh, we don't get enough, like, we get a really cumbersome intro sequence. Overly and... long intro sequence that throws <sighs> so much at me. I it's was like, like... It's like a whole little t- fable in and of itself. And then by the time we start, it's just like, what? Uh, I was catching up with your history lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, just get right in. Like, just just start yeah, this. Yeah, let's let's dive in. Yeah. So yeah, we have our our dragon emperor, uh, who is not given a name. We're just gonna call him Dragon Emperor, or probably mm-hmm. Jetly. <laughs> yes, or quote unquote the mummy. Uh, he is a I guess to start a warlord who unites, who's trying to unite all of the areas and become emperor of all of China. Mm-hmm. Again, much like the historical dude, so that's that's it's fine. So yeah, he tries to unite all of the all of the land, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then they send assassins after him, and he fights off all of the assassins. Because mm-hmm. in his sleep, he, wakes up, he's yeah. ever vigilant. <laughs> he's ready for anything. He's uh, uh, you know, when you ascend to the role of being the Dragon Emperor, you know, just being a out and out badass just comes with the territory well yeah i think it's mostly because if you get jet lee in your movie and you don't get him to do any martial arts like yeah, what or, are you doing or kicking ass i think it's part of the contract like he has to do some cruel shit yeah like because this whole battle that he's like he has like this whole scene and it's like uh, okay <laughs> great sweet <laughs> it's just like that's <laughs> kind of a narrative him. dead end but Good for him yeah, it's like, okay. And then uh, then he has this big battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's like, yep, I win. I'm the emperor. All you people are going to build the Great Wall. Yeah. And uh, they build the Great Wall. And anybody that uh, dies or is too old or whatever, they're the foundations of the Great Wall. Mm-hmm. A pillar of flesh. Again, I don't think that there are dead bodies in the Great Wall of China. But uh, can we... Kin Shi Huang, uh, he also built the Great Wall of China. Yep. And so, uh, 
I, again, I, I do, if we're like moving the, the whole mummy idea, you know, that whole narrative structure somewhere else in the world that has mummies, like the, I like the idea that they went with here. You know, the core of the idea is good. Yeah, I don't, I think you could tweak it and do better. Oh, yeah, maybe. it definitely needs, like, it definitely needs to be fucking streamlined, you know, that needed a fucking polish, for sure. But I'm just saying, using that, that historical figure and going, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then, um... <clears throat> He does all kinds of things. He's a man of many talents. He consults with Sorcery. mystics and becomes the fucking avatar. <laughs> He's just fucking awesome. He's <laughs> dragon emperor. He can do everything. I was he... just like, you're just going to casually fucking throw out that he can shoot fireballs? <laughs> and he can also make coffee. He's just uh... like, oh, I can shoot fire. I can control all of the elements. Mm-hmm. Like fire, air, water, heart. yeah (laughs) i can become my own captain planet and it was like yeah you can also control wood and metal and i was like okay all Um, right sweet and this is well he's just still a normal person all right yeah well wow (laughs) (laughs) it's like and and nobody else knows how to do any of this shit nobody else nobody else has risen to the rank of dragon emperor Nobody else can consort with mystics and wise men. He's just fucking Dr. Doom. <laughs> he really is. He's, he's basically, <laughs> like, you know, he should be leading the Ten Rings at this point. It's just, like, I was like, oh, 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 okay. Like, at least the other guy had a magical book. This guy is just like, he just learned it, okay? <laughs> well, also, like, kind of, it's bizarre where, like, Emotep was a bit more muted because he was just a priest. You know, we didn't really see him having any... Uh, badass fucking martial he ability. Could, he could resurrect the dead. Yeah. What more do you need? <laughs> I don't. I have a, a, I don't see Jet Li doing that. Yeah, yeah. Jet Li can't resurrect the dead. He didn't reach level fifteen cleric. Nope. And uh, yeah, so there's one thing though. He can do all this stuff, and then he grows a he grows a mustache and loses it by the time he gets resurrected. <laughs> I know he looked better with the mustache. I know. I was like, you kind of you're rocking the mustache yeah, thing. A bit more historically accurate, I believe. And uh, he has his his uh, most loyal general like go find a witch, and mm-hmm. they f- finds a witch, and she turns out like, oh, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, and, you're Michelle Yeoh. Oh wow, yeah. wow. I was expecting. Like, a completely uh, a crone yeah. or something, but no, yeah. this is a working out. You know, things are turning up. General Ming, everything's coming up. Ming House. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like, oh, and man. so he brings her over, and to the emperor, and the emperor's like, "Hey, Ming, call dibs." <laughs> it's like I'm like what I'm seeing, Ming. You know, just, hands off. No like, one no, gets man. to touch her. I was like, no man may touch her, and I was like, what is it with you pharaoh types? <laughs> yeah, you, once you reach a level of like supreme power, you're like, nobody can touch my women. And so, then they go to a monastery, which <laughs> yeah, has... <laughs> this is so fucking funny, because I guess he sends her to... So, fucking Dragon Emperor wants Ming to find the witch, because the witch, I guess, knows... Is it the way to Shangri-La or the secret to immortality? It's something like that. And she's like... Fucking... It's a lot of things, apparently. (laughs) It's a bunch of shit. And fucking... (laughs) 
um, like, she's like, I know. She doesn't know. She knows the way to get to the fucking answer. So it's, it's oh, just man. like, oh my god, it's an even more ancient civilization on top of it that just has immortality, and they decided to hold it. So then they go to the library, and then the library has like a cage with a key, and the guy's like, "Oh, it it goes to their coffee table." See, <laughs> it unlocks <just laughs> the fucking creamer. And of course, this is a mummy movie, so there's some sort of elaborate locking mechanism. It's what, uh, what binds is it all a, cultures. What is it with us and our fucking elaborate locking mechanisms? And then, like, then he opens it up, and then, like, uh, out of the fucking chessboard, a big fucking another thing comes up, and, like, and I'm like, oh, my God, just fucking... Just get to the thing already! <laughs> it's like, they're having their own fucking national treasure movie inside of this movie, and, like... <laughs> the fucking, like, the thousand years ago oh. beginning. Oh, yeah. And, like... And I'm like, I thought this was a mummy movie. <laughs> and and then, that's what sucks is like the previous two intros were bangers, man. At least the first one was like, yeah, here, boom, boom, boom. And he's be back. And it's like, you know, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, in, at least the out. second one had also like some momentum. Like it wasn't like, here, open up, write this down, everybody. We get a whole long list of history to tell you. No, it was a bunch of bullshit about the Scorpion kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, man. yeah, and so, of course, General Ming and the witch, who I also don't think ever gets a name. Uh, Z Yuan. Okay, I never caught it. They do say it, because that's how the undead people don't kill Rick and Evie later. Gotcha. Sorry, I had already sort of spaced I by the time. I you would. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm just going to call her witch. <laughs> okay you're a witch now and uh of course uh they bang because this is the mummy but this time we flip the square the script this time the ruler is the evil one see ha you would think the general is the mummy but no it's called tomb of the dragon emperor not tomb of the fucking things turning up ming house yep so ming house is good to the last drop <laughs> And yeah, she presents the like here. This is the this book here. This this old grandma's cookbook looks like how it's bound. This yeah. is the key, the secret to immortality. And she reads it in. They call it out like in Sanskrit, a language he does not know. And I was like, oh, okay, like that's a weird. Well, that way, if you know, in case he wants to pick something for dinner, he can't read it. Hmm, and. uh yeah, he's like, I, I feel the spell. It's working. Mm, the tingling. <laughs> like, does. what is this? Is this spell like head and like... shoulders? <laughs> that It tingles. That means it's working. He, <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's like, he basically just goes like, yes, the spell is working. Like, mm. that's all he goes. Like, he's like, ah, yeah. I, I feel, feel like I'm not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Fucking do, weirdo! Don't you feel it every day? Oh, uh, I feel it. Ah, uh, mm, yes. Now come to this window and look over yonder into the courtyard. So, uh, <laughs> so this is General Ming. As you can see, I'm about to draw and quarter him. So if you uh, marry me, I won't do such a thing. 
<laughs> and she's like, no, you're going to do it anyway. And he's yeah. like, you're right. Yeah, I yeah. am. And then General Mink like, well, and then General Mink is like, things are not turning out me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just fucking stabs her. It's like, hmm, counter offer. <laughs> He's so cartoonishly evil. It's just uh, like, and, and she's like, oh no, what's this? It's like, I put a curse on you and all of your men. And I was like, well, that's a little mean. Like, <laughs> what did they do? They I mean, they just, fucking, they just they showed just up for here, work. Lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just, you know. But I guess, like, you know. You know, and so he just starts crying clay. Mm-hmm. And then and vomiting clay, and then clay's just coming out of his pores. Mm, it's like spa day all over again. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's that. And if anybody ever, you know, unlocks the spells or whatever. <laughs> it's one of those, one of them deals, you know. No, you know, personally, this one at least is like he was super powered before he turned into clay. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I have a question. I have a uh, bunch of questions. <laughs> okay. Because, uh, you know, we'll just we'll just chuck this out here. She was just yetis for passing by the fucking <laughs> army camp and picked her up. Yeah. That's one thing. And then also, where did the dagger come from? Why didn't she stab him with the dagger? They had like 3,000 years. Who made this fucking tomb? I would assume the uh, whoever uh, put, uh, like the people, the rest of China would put uh, the terracotta army and the emperor in the tomb and just sealed it up and then forgot about it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, this is overly complicated. This and is I... so long and uh, tedious. Tedious is a good word. Very. Um, like, there's just a lot going on and nothing going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, there once was a guy. He became the Dragon Emperor. He was magic and awesome, but was afraid of dying. And so a witch tricked him. Yeah. And then... At the height of his power, he turned into stone because the witch just really didn't like him. Yep. Done. Boom. Or it could even, I don't know. Like I said, this story could have used like a whole other polish. I like the idea of the terracotta army, though, being his, you know, Mm -hmm. being actual cursed. Yeah, I do too. And like his... Uh, the Dragon Emperor's actual look as a mummy, like like underneath that terracotta mask, is fucking awesome. I think that's great. Like everything with his mummified form and so on is yeah. pretty cool. Just need more of it. I need a lot more of a lot of things. Yeah, and a lot can. less of a lot of other stuff. Speaking of, Rick's uh, taken up fishing. Yeah. <laughs> what? A, oh man, this is just. How is someone who's so badass at so many things so inept at fishing? (laughs) And every inept at everything else in his life, apparently. So he put every single point into fighting. (laughs) It's just all it's all he can do. It's all he he knows. What he leveled up is just like swordsmanship. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he goes to talk, nothing. Yeah, no persuasion, no charisma. 
Bartering? Fuck it. Chuck money at him. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's like, uh, man. Yeah. So he he fishes, and then like he gets a hook caught in his neck. He gets a hook caught in a tree. He gets hooks caught everywhere except in fish, which is, I presume, what you want. So then he just starts, <laughs> he just draws two fucking pistols and just starts shooting at the water. And everyone's yeah, just like. Like he's Yosemite uh, Sam. Boss has gone fucking nuts again. Mm-hmm. And we should mention we're in Oxfordshire in 1946. Yep. Post, post-war post England, which I'm sure is scenic and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the best. Well, I mean, it's late, too, unless it took them forever to get to Ch- to Shanghai. It starts in 1946, but then it we this all takes place over, like, two days on New Year's Day. Yeah, so maybe I don't know. I just know that I just wrote down the date as nineteen forty six is when we see Rick. So yeah, well, when we get to China, it's nineteen forty seven because they do another one. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's fair. I was like, that's specific. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's like, yeah, I brought fish, and he has a butler now. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Movie sure as shit doesn't. <laughs> It's like, I guess that they pull, like, an Indiana Jones-esque route where, uh, again, because they were living in England, they had money from their exploits and so on. So, yeah, they had had butlers, but also, apparently, uh, pulled jobs for the British Secret Service during World War II. Yep, but we get to that in a little bit. Cause yeah, we'll get there in a little bit. <sighs> Evie who uh, Evie does books now and is a completely different person. Literally. Completely. She's an Aunt Viv. She got hit with the Aunt Viv spell. <laughs> yeah. And is played by a completely different actress. Maria Bello this time around. And bless her heart, she is trying, but is just not as good. No. this uh, Evelyn in this movie is bad. Evelyn- Evie is a pointless character. Yeah, she really is just kind of tacked on. Honestly, might have been better if she died in between the movies, and then that could have been a point of tension between uh, Rick and his son because yeah. they fight for no reason. And it, you know, I know we've you know had some stuff in the middle here, but it just yeah. seems to come out of left field given the last movie, right? If that, you know what I mean? No, I hear you. Well, it's so under, underdeveloped, and it's yeah. Uh, Maria Bello is like nothing against nothing against her. It's just they don't give her much to do. No. Also, you can you can tell she's an American lady playing a British lady. She's yeah, not doesn't have the same sort of accent. Does not have the same chemistry at all. Like no. Again, but I would also add to that, no one has any chemistry at all in this movie. No. No, not one bit. Everyone is... It's all painfully forced. <laughs> it really is. But yeah, she wrote books about mm-hmm. their adventures. And yeah. Best-selling fucking pulpy-sounding novels, I guess. Yeah. They're called The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, and, you know... They do a thing there where it's like, it made me feel like a completely different person. You know, put a little lampshade on it. Mm-hmm. And, 
yeah, people ask her a bunch of questions and it makes her sad. Because mm-hmm. life just isn't the same if she's not having the <laughs> adrenaline of danger rife through it. Yeah, but the, she's just like, come on, Rick, every decade or so we have this big adventure and now we just don't. Mm-hmm. We're a bunch of empty nesters. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because they're empty nesters, but they do not look like in your head what you'd think of as empty nesters. They look like they're like in their 30s. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just kind of like it really doesn't. I don't know. Because they could have like set all of this like even sooner than 46 and it could have played better. Well, I think they were trying to because Alex is a is a main character and he has an actual age right because he Mm. would have been eight in 1933 yeah so they need to age him up but that's like i don't know it's just that's the kind of storytelling beat that i just feel is totally unnecessary like because we didn't like alex before and i still don't like him now he's just no he's just less interesting now no he is uh yeah, he's much less interesting and much more American. Oh, extremely, extremely more like, American. Kind of like New York. Mm-hmm. Like his accent is much more like rough and tumble. Like well, he even... grew he grew out of that British accent, you know. Yeah, because he definitely sounds very British as a child. And then, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, mummy, he... this bracelet of Anubis is going to fucking kill me. Yeah, he went from sounding like. Oliver Twist to sounding mm-hmm. like, you know, knock off Nathan and Drake. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Evie also has, like, a fucking episode, because she's like, I'm just gonna sit here and write, and then she does and just starts swinging a sword around. Well, she starts, like, she's, like, she mentions to Rake that, you know, her publisher wants another book, but she just stares at the blank page, and there's just nothing... Nothing happens because she doesn't have any inspiration. So, she <laughs> so she does like what the writers of this movie did. Just get up, do some, do some drugs, and just swing stuff around. She's just, like, just throw some shit together. All right, I'll swing this cat around the room. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he. Uh, and she's like, I'm in the mood to fuck Rick. Come over here. Like, He's asleep. He's asleep. Yeah. I know it. And it, this is all a lot more funny if they're older character, like if they're actually older, or if you aged them up a bit, but oh. they don't look. Or maybe the joke's supposed to be because they look so young, they're acting like way old, old, old people. I don't think that's what it's supposed to be. Like I don't, what... I don't think that is either. But maybe that's what the intention is. Because like nobody looks like it's been. 23 years since the <laughs> no. first adventure. Rick doesn't even have a gray hair on his head. No. Fuck, man. He, like... He looks yeah, paler. I'm, I'm supposed to believe that this guy has a, you know, 21-year-old son. Kid. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, maybe if he was 13 during The Mummy. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, he doesn't God. look at all, like... Yeah. No. Well, that's what I mean. They could have just set this, like, ignoring the fact that they want to have, for some reason, a story with 21-year-old Alex. Have something where it's, like, <clears throat> go a bit more, because uh, this movie's also aping off of fucking Last Crusade a lot. You know, just set it during, like, the World War Two years. 
then you know you can get there's a lot of more stuff reasons for movement i guess is a way to put that yeah <clears throat> yeah i just don't uh not a not a fan i guess of the whole movie but uh, anyway uh alex remember him he's all grown up and uh instead of at 21 he's able to just go and finance expeditions with weird men well he doesn't finance the expedition uh the i guess there's a professor guy well i guess another guy curator of uh whatever fucking museum you can't trust them no, you can't. If there's any lesson that the mummy movies want to impart on people, do not trust a museum curator. They're either part of a death cult or being financed by a rogue military faction. Yeah, 1946 China. What a lovely place to go visit. I mean, I, that's also like, because that is like historically accurate where there would be rogue military factions in no, China. No, that's what I meant. I was like... <clears throat> Yeah, I was like, is post-war China really, like, we're just going to pop on over there and have a nightclub? Like, Well, in Shanghai you could, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting, uh, like, kind of period for, uh, well, anyway. That's a whole discussion for another time. Yeah. But you could do, that's what I mean, like, setting the, the movie in, like, China, especially post-war China. There's a lot of cool, like, story stuff that you could apply there. You know, so there's a lot of stuff in that that I don't totally mind. It's just the fucking fact that, like, again, all of this is just so dull. <laughs> it's like a it's like a slog. It feels so long because a lot happens and nothing happens simultaneously. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so they're like Alex is part of this expedition that I guess is run by the curator of I guess fuck it the Shanghai Museum of History, and uh, turns out he's crooked. But uh, he's the guy that's like, oh, I, I guess because Alex's name is a big part of why they you know bring him along because you know he's he's good with uh, destruction and dealing with mummies and shit. Yeah, artifacts. The last time he did such a great job. Oh, yeah. But he's had, like, what, however many fucking years between to, you know, learn something? Yep. And it's like, it's just in your blood. So yeah. uh, get on down there. And he does. And there's a whole bunch of traps. Um, yeah. That dude gets melted. Another dude gets hit by a presumably infinite crossbow. Yeah, this, like, badass bow and arrow fucking contraption. That was really, that was cool. Um, yeah, like the one guy melts. Like uh, the only way that I could describe it was like if you've ever seen The Rock and the guy that gets VX poison gassed in mm -hmm. the in the vault. Well, it's, it's again that's like I felt like a callback to just just like in the first one, like compressed yeah. salt acid melted a guy. You gotta have like, but this time it's from the floor, the one place you don't expect acid to come from. <laughs> exactly. Like from the sky, of course. But yeah, always be prepared. Weird fears. And and the one thing that I've, uh, the one thing that that got me was also that the uh, this place also has a uh, wild wild west saw blades that just shoot out. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> like, and they're magnetized, <laughs> so they find you. <laughs> uh, uh, as designed by Artemis fucking Loveless, we have a fucking <laughs> yeah. We have a fucking saw blade just shooting out at people. 
that's the other thing. A lot of this movie feels like it's just aping off of better movies. Well, yeah, like it's aping off of stuff that it did. It's aping off the of Last Crusade specifically. Like I feel like there's a lot of Last Crusade parallels in this one, um, but not as good. No, not as not. I don't mean it in like the in a positive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lot just lots of, but like <sighs> just little touches like that. Yeah. yeah, and not and here's another thing: not as much horror. There's very little actual like horror aspects to this, which I think is a misstep. Yeah, like because it needs to be a little scary, and nothing feels scary no. at all. Could uh-huh. be there could be a lot of really like cool scary stuff you could do, but nope. It has to feel like a like a cheap roller coaster. And then uh, they get to a thing in the middle and it's like oh i know this this is a feng shui compass and I... <laughs> it's like the style of this room's gonna go so much when they pour water like, on it i was like the fuck it is what i don't know if that's real but... it just indicates it indicates south and i was like how how does that work well because south is where all the feng shui is Devin. <laughs> it's like I'll just pour water. Then it'll tell me <laughs> it's opposite of a normal compass. Yeah, obviously, all and the he... couches are perfectly aligned in the south. <laughs> it's just like, what is this gonna? What is it? And yeah, sure enough, you rotate, and the guy just like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. And he starts rotating, and like, I was like, did I miss anything about feng shui compasses? It's like, <laughs> it all Apparently, like it, you uh, just uh, don't know. You don't. You didn't get the memo about feng shui compasses. We all did. Yeah, I was like, day I, oh. day I left school, they gave me a little pamphlet told me about feng shui compasses. Feng shui compasses <laughs> and you. Your life, like, feng shui compasses. Anyway. It was like that, de- you know, you need sunscreen thing from the 90s, but with yeah. compasses, feng shui compasses. Uh, and what okay. were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. He fills it full of water, and then he rotates the base. He's all about that base. and then About it that just... base, yep. And then it just drops into a lower, lower level. That's where the good stuff is. <laughs> That's where they keep all the good mummies. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a casket, and then there's a guy in a chariot. Mm. Who is and, the dragon emperor? Whoa, whoa spoilers! Yeah, because oh, yeah. he thinks it's the casket. Um, and then he gets attacked by a ninja. Mm-hmm. Again, you should always be prepared for that when you're walking around a tomb in China. In China, especially, not where actual ninjas exist. Yeah. Yeah. This is what makes it more unexpected. Be prepared. And, uh, yeah, you get some elevator action as the platform is raising and he's fighting off the lady who has the dagger that is, you know, you stab the dragon emperor with it, he'll die. Mm-hmm. Had 2,000 fucking years. <laughs> well... She didn't have any water for the feng shui cup. <laughs> she kept coming back like, fuck, I keep forgetting something. God damn it, I drank it. I was so thirsty. I got to remember next time. Just bring a little bit more for the feng shui compass. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, we'll find out that her name is Lynn. Lynn. Yeah. Also, uh, I guess the guy, what the, uh, Shanghai curator's name, I guess, is Roger. Oh, Mr. Wilson. Hey, Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Yeah. Uh, he got kicked in the back of the head with the fakest leg I ever did see. In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he does. As though you need to take Mr. Wilson yeah. out. And there's like no human being kicks like that. 
<laughs> like in the way that 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 was fucking funny. Anyway, she does a lot of no human being would do like, you know, eventually like doing like a fucking missile drop kick to take a man off of a motorcycle in the fakest thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he's like, yep. Well, that ninja won't be a problem anymore because she just runs away and like i've got the discovery of a lifetime yes now my name will be in all the papers it'll be all across all the big screens on the radio waves and everywhere you get your best girl to get a newsreel yeah and and, uh yeah it's um but don't tell my parents yeah they don't need to know Mm -hmm. i'm tired of standing in their shadow (laughs) so yeah the then another guy uh, we go up to Rick and Evie in their sitting room. It's where you do all your sitting. It's yes. next to the living room. <laughs> yeah. Where you do your living. In your kitchen, where you keep all your kitsch. You know, mm-hmm. little knickknacks, souvenirs. Yeah. Cookie jars shaped like dogs and chefs. <laughs> and uh, the guy's like, well, I know you've been working for the OSS for a while now during the war, and we appreciate your service, which is why we need you to take this uncomfortable piece of metal to China. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it doesn't say that they work for the OSS. You guess he worked. They worked for the what? I can't can't remember what the equivalent is for World War yeah. Two of the British Secret Services, but worked for them. So, fucking, uh, we know you're retired. So take this. Uh, we swear it wasn't uh, sank with the Titanic, the I Shanghai. Uh, yeah, take it, take it to China on a goodwill mission. Yeah, and just just give it to them so that uh, you know the British and the Chinese can be you know tight. And they're like, what if they ask about Hong Kong? Politely decline. <laughs> Don't bring that up. At all. <laughs> just smile and nod. <laughs> just just say that you are just say that you are messengers, and that is all you know. And just like, yep, here's the eye. Bye. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a big jewel covered in gold snakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has something on the f- on the front, and they're like, "No, oh, I don't know. We are retired." And like, it's all part of a really convoluted, stupid plan, as it turns out. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and also but, just what? Yeah, they're like, "Oh, well, Jonathan lives in Shanghai. We can go visit him." And I was like, "Oh my god, how convenient!" <laughs> Welcome to Plot Convenience Island. Yeah. And uh, and the uh, British agent like, well, that sounds splendid. Why don't you go visit Jonathan in Shanghai? We think your son is there as well. Like, I don't trust this man and his accent. <laughs> it's like this fucking beef eater needs to leave. Uh. So yeah, it is. They decide to take the mission, and then it is now 1947. It is. It is New Year's Day. It's midnight, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Everyone's at Emoteps, which is Jonathan's bar. I love the design of Emoteps. Oh my god! Like Emoteps and the outside set of Shanghai, like all the, all the Shanghai stuff. Awesome, fucking great. Except I dug it. The only problem that I have with it is just like, man, you guys really like Temple of Doom, huh? Yeah, no, I got I got that vibe as well. Well, also in a in a way, and uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't watched it yet, of course, but it reminded me of the Cobalt Club from The Shadow too. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you have the girls dancing and like the gold, like 
Yeah. They're dressed like uh, Knox in the Moon. Oh man, a I, bit. It, I would I would go there every day for the rest of my life if I could. That place looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, there's the you know anything goes. There's a someone's. Hachi's being dealt in the back. Yeah, fucking Lao Shea's poisoning some motherfucker. Uh, speaking of fucking later in the movie when we go back to Emoteps, fucking Lin is wearing a dress that reminded me just like fucking... Uh, What's Lily? Lily? Yeah, like the all red dress. Yeah, there's a, there's a part of me that's just like, that's another thing where it's just like this... All of this just feels Indiana very... Indiana Jones, you're just taking all Indiana Jones. Because Alex also... Wears like the white, but that's also a Casablanca thing. So, well, yeah, he wears like yeah the the white tuxedo jacket, mm. like which is a look that I fucking love. Uh, and yeah, I actually went to a prom with the same thing because I was. It's actually Bob Temple of Doom's fault. Actually, is why I like the white tuxedo. Yeah, jacket. but I, I think um, that like in Temple of Doom, that's a callback to Casablanca because fucking uh, Rick Blaine wears. That's like his go-to look in that movie. Yeah, and I just always thought it was a really good look. And yeah, he rocks it, because it's just a good fucking look. Of course he did. It's 1947. There's no other and, appropriate way to look, like, look outside. And yeah, he's he's just at his uncle's club looking for strange. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just came back from the desert, and I, you know, looking to plant it, a few pharaohs in that tomb or whatever it is he said yeah they uh, just a really gross conversation <laughs> yeah and he's like oh no no uh alex you don't want her her tomb's been dug up by a lot of archaeologists if you catch my meaning <laughs> she gets fucked a lot <laughs> he's like what i'm trying to say is she kind of she uh she gets rattled a little she bit. has vd <laughs> she's she's it's nasty. the curse of the tomb <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, he's like oh well uh, you know i'm a, a bit of an explorer myself <laughs> just, like, just like dude get a net get the net <laughs> like uh, jonathan by the way is wearing what looks the, the like that's wicked though i love it like a blue smoking co- jacket yeah, it's like the loud, like, yeah. You can tell he really loves this. Like, this is what he turned his entire diamond money into. Mm-hmm. He's just owning a bar in Shanghai. He wants nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Wants the freedom and comfort of living in Shanghai. Uh, but just then, uh, Rick and Evie come into the bar. Of all the gin joints in all the world. <laughs> they come into my emoteps. <laughs> and they have... What uh, I describe as, uh, well, he's just like, Jonathan's like, oh, no, 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 nothing to see here. And then there's a big fight mm-hmm. with uh, Mad Dog McCree or whatever. Yeah, fucking Mad Dog Davo Seaworth is who it is. It's Liam Liam Cunningham, people who watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, he's about to beat the shit out of Alex because he's like, hey, I'm about to excavate that lady's tomb or whatever. He's like, that's me and my boy's tomb. Yeah. Yeah, and then gets into a fight, and Rick sees it, and then they all connect, and it's like, Ricochet! He's like, you, this guy, this guy can land a plane on fucking Mount Rushmore's nose! (laughs) Yeah, he can fucking, oh man, this guy can land a plane just about anywhere. Is that foreshadowing enough for you? 
Yeah, this guy, hell of a pilot, can do basically anything the plot demands. Didn't mm. you guys know that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, the fight's averted, but we get <sighs> fucking family drama. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just what I wanted. Just, just what I needed in mm-hmm. my, my. That's the, huh? That that's what that's really what I want on my big swashbuckling adventure is just you know mm. lifetime family drama. <laughs> I was about to say it's like that's the that's the human element that we fucking really needed the characterization that the movie totally totally needed to focus on. Yeah, what if there were more Hallmark movie moments in the Mummy? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it needed. That's what we got. Tons of that. And the feng shui compass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is. I'd already been kind of tuning out, and then I just continued to tune out for more. And uh, yeah, this. I don't know. It just. I never really cared about Alex in the last movie anyway. No, and, so he, and he sucks even more in this one because he's unnecessary. He's a shitty Rick knockoff. Yeah, he could just be doing what Rick does. Rick should just be doing his job. We don't need Alex here. No, we don't. He's unnecessary. He's your unnecessary son, Rick. You need to admit it. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's yeah, it makes it kind of the, like, yeah, he's still, like, the worst part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, we don't have time for that because we have a rogue faction of the Chinese military. Yeah, who uh, uh, funded General, Mr. Wilson? What? General Yang mm-hmm. and Yin. Yes, his attaché or whatever. I don't know what her job is, but she has an. They're a very progressive Chinese military that has a lady in it. Well, you know, you gotta any any. Uh, you can tell she's people. Uh, you got you gotta you gotta get them on board. And General Yang sees fucking aptitude and uh, Commandant Yin. He's, he also saw that they like, oh, yes, I can see you can join our organization. You have a scar across your face. Mm, that must mean you're evil. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Only evil people get their faces scarred. We, we, <laughs> welcome to the army of the Dragon Emperor. Um, yeah, he, uh, General Yang, funded Mr. Wilson's uh, expedition. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. To kill that goddamn menace that was Dennis. <laughs> the tomb of Dennis the Menace. I mean, when you think about it, his tomb would be deadly as shit, because he'd have traps like no other all around it. And uh, that, that big fucking dog. Mm-hmm. And the British version would be released at the same time, but be different, but not quite. It's weird. Is that a video game joke? No. Uh, did you know that there's actually a British Dennis the Menace that came out around the same time that has nothing to do with the American Dennis the Menace? I did not. They're, and they look entirely different. Huh. But, like, it's just a complete thing that the British just have their own Dennis the Menace. They just wanted one, one, one on their side? No. They had nothing to do with each other. They had no idea of each other's existence. It wasn't until, like, later. There's just like, oh, shit. We have two independent Dennis the Menaces. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they want to resurrect the Dragon Emperor because 
He who controls the Dragon Emperor controls the world. They want strong leadership, and China's just not had that. Yeah. And they can't wait. It's, it's ever since 1911, Chit, Chit's just been in the toilet. Yeah, so the only thing we can do is resurrect an old leader, and modern problems require ancient solutions. Well, you know, when the ancient solution involves a guy who can literally, like, conjure the fucking elements at his fingertips, you know. I mean, you know, there are worse ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody somebody dug up George Washington and he shot lightning out of his fucking nose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> follow him. That's what happens. Yeah, all those ancient leaders, you know. Yeah. John Adams could control the weather. <laughs> Uh, couldn't do much else but he could do that (laughs) i mean it was it was limited (laughs) you know it was local but you know it's still something you know behold my vice presidential power (laughs) some limited power a light drizzle. <laughs> I command thee. The heavens will do my bidding. Uh, <coughs> you best watch out or I will command a light drizzle across all of Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. And then I will negotiate a treaty with France. Yeah, they kind of phased that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Presidential powers that should not include yeah. stuff like well, that's that. Well, that's what the Constitution <laughs> limits presidential powers. <laughs> Congress has all of it. They share by their powers combined. <laughs> they all just kind of summon it. <laughs> just all together now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 All 530 of them. If they ever have one joint body, ooh, they're unstoppable. <laughs> they're they're going to solve all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the budget, done. But, uh, By our powers combined, <laughs> we are the legislature. It's so fucking stupid. They conjure bills. They're like living walking bills. They walk up to Capitol Hill. (laughs) Everything's gonna be a law. (laughs) We enact our power across this land. That's why they have a speaker for their one voice. Uh We're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute idiot. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, they uh, go to the museum where they have the exhibit, mm-hmm. um, the X to the B exhibit. Yo, dog, I heard you <laughs> liked mummies. We put a mummy in this mummy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! And uh, yeah, they have a awkward connecting, and it's like, oh, I see you found a mummy. I did that once. Met Twice. your mom. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, lost my train of thought. Yeah, so they... Uh, Mr. Wilson comes out and like, yeah, how do you like it? It's slingshot proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this son of a bitch and kid can't fucking get my stuff. 
Yeah, a little bastard replaced my dentures <laughs> with chiclets. <laughs> I'm going to strangle that kid. <laughs> I'm going to help him against a homeless man. It's yeah. very bizarre. Yeah. That fucking uh, Christopher Lloyd in that movie scared the shit out of me when I was younger. Yeah, man. I didn't realize he was Christopher Lloyd for the longest time. Yeah. I don't remember much of that movie. I think we've gone over everything I remember about that movie. Uh, who Who's the Walter Matthau? I think yeah. that might be his like last movie, isn't it? Or one of them? I thought it was Grumpy Old Men. Grumpier old men. Grumpiest old men. Uh, that's the last one, yeah. Yeah, the, the f- final one for all of them. Yeah, that's why we have Die Hardest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, I see you're here. Here's the eye. And like, uh-huh, thank you. You've fallen into my trap. Mm-hmm. As, uh, well, yeah, and uh, Alex went to do fucking something i don't know why he leaves he leaves i guess i don't know to go find more strange and then he goes up <laughs> so, the... i gotta go drain the lizard <laughs> it... go fucking... and like yeah. the way that they cut it like i think it's like the same night it is the same night it's all the yeah. same like it's short span of time because yeah. basically what yeah. happens is mr wilson reveals that he is a traitor and the rogue uh general yang's goons come in and they're like ah we're gonna kill rick uh, unless evie uh trying to get evie to do something because they need the blood of uh what is it yeah they need the blood of the pure hearted they have evie known egyptologist to read the ancient chinese on the the thing and she's like i listen I, I don't uh it's not really my area i'm not a reincarnated ancient chinese princess and oh god i hope not (laughs) i know yeah and then she's like uh it's just cleaning instructions it's an ancient chinese (laughs) secret (laughs) yeah ancient chinese secret huh yeah you need the blood of the the pure-hearted to to be on that and then you know it'll break it from its slumber snakes yeah yeah and they're like, uh, Rick, open the sarcophagus. And, you know, he, he does what he does and, and hits it with a crowbar a couple times. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Evie and General Yin have, like, a half-assed fight. Mm-hmm. And still just, like, pricks her finger and gets the little drop of blood. And then it's the, the gem is there. Yeah, and it turns into this fucking glass Kryptonian blooming onion. Yeah, so... I have a bunch of questions, mostly about, like, why did you need to betray them right then and there? Like, couldn't they have just, like, fucking left, and then you get the blood of, like... Well, you know, uh, yeah. Because, like, I like, you know, you don't have to betray them right here. No, unless you don't. Evie's the only pure-hearted person in all of China. Well, uh, you know, she might be. That's the sad fact of uh, 1946 China. They've seen some shit. <laughs> Things have happened. <laughs> uh, and then Lynn uh, is like goes and they flirt with Alex and they just flirt through the whole fucking movie and you're just yeah. kind of like bang already. 
Well, they're both really uninteresting. Yes. So it makes it just just go go bang boringly somewhere that's not in this movie, please. Have boring missionary and a firm handshake <laughs> afterwards. Yes. Good Republican sex. <laughs> Drink tepid water. Eat your fucking lettuce. <laughs> it's just like, because he's like, oh, I see you're not trying to kill me today. Like, hey, we can save your parents. Like, I'll save my parents after I get your name. Yeah. <laughs> Is my mom's life worth your number? <laughs> I'm smooth as fuck. Yeah, I'm smooth, Alex. And, uh, yeah, they go and they make the save. But it doesn't matter because the Dragon Emperor is awoken. Because mm-hmm. they and accidentally when... spilled the the blood on the... on Because the... they open up the casket and they what they thought was the Dragon Emperor, sharp intake of breath, was in fact a eunuch. Yeah, she says that she's, like, str- the Lin gets in the casket and is straddling him and then, like, stabs him. And she's like, no, that wasn't him. It's a eunuch. And I was like, oh, how did you know? Well, she she checked, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to know if somebody's a eunuch. You just gotta, you know, take a look. Ask. Mm-hmm. Well, he's dead, so you know, mm-hmm. not gonna get not gonna get much of a response. It's gonna be the same every time. <laughs> this is a eunuch system. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> it has no balls. Uh, yeah, so the Emperor and his evil horses. The horses were also evil. Yeah, tr- tremendously bastardly horses. <laughs> just like the evilest horses in China. Yeah, <laughs> they're the four horses of the fucking apocalypse. Like, yeah, the Dragon Emperor gets in and he's like, hop on, loser, we're conquering China. <laughs> we're gonna do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they get in. Teamwork makes the dream work, buddy. <sighs> yeah. So there's some things about the terracotta version of the Dragon Emperor that I dig. Mm-hmm. I like that he like breaks off part of his terracotta skin and then gets mad and reforms it. Yeah. Like his client just builds it back. Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. That was cool. Yeah. Well, I even like the fire. He shoots fire, yeah, because clay. Uh, I like the, you know, even though he mocked them just a second ago, I do like the evil horses. No, yeah, they're they're very they're metal horses. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not they're clay, but yeah. uh, again, like the, if there was just more of the the dragon emperor and just some more neat stuff with him, I think it'd be a bit more memorable. Well, I think, because, like, remember in the first movie, there was, like, a whole, like, prelude after they, like, awakened Imatep. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, plagues, and it was having an effect, like, a global effect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some sense of foreboding about it. There's no foreboding about this. It just sort of happens. Oh, yeah. Things is just, like, and then the movie. It's yeah. another one of those. That's And that's the problem. Like, I just don't feel anything because it's just like oh well he'll awaken his terracotta army and then he'll conquer the whole world and i'm like i mean i don't really think he could but oh yeah i I think there's a you know solid chance i mean it's gonna it's gonna take a while you know because once they're once they're past the great wall they're all indestructible right so for some reason 
Well, you know, magic. It's one of them curses that uh, works Makes out you a positive badass. way. Yeah. 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 As all curses do, really, after yeah. a while. There's like a really big negative, but then like an equally big positive that nobody really thought about. Yeah. It's like, you know, sure, you can't ever die, and you're skeletal in the moonlight, but you can't ever die. Well, if we're talking about the pirates, then they you have no sensation of life or anything forever. Yep. Bad trade-off. <laughs> but they're immortal. Yeah. Cursed. Cursed. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they uh, have this big old car chase. Like, they steal a uh, truck... Evie drives, and, uh... Oh, yeah, Jonathan's ass gets fucking... The, gets... They use a firework, yeah. There's yeah. a giant... As it, like, and the, the Dragon Emperor just bats it away. Like, what the fuck is that? And Alex and Lynn are just underneath the chariot. Yeah. <clears throat> Trying and to they... figure out a way to get it to, uh, you know, detach the chariot. Well, because, yeah, you gotta stab him with this magical dagger... Mm-hmm. Which is the only thing that will kill him. The only thing. Somehow. Again, like, there's a lot of somehow. Magic. <laughs> ancient yeah, ma- magic. Ancient Chinese secret. Yeah. I like how ancient magic is just so broad and vague, you know, that mm-hmm. you can just, like, apply a curse to somebody, and it just, that holds for some reason. Yeah. Real life doesn't have anything that works nearly as nice as that. So nope. far, everything that I've cursed in life, nothing bad's happened to. Yet. Yet. Yeah, there's yeah. They shoot a firework, like one of the horses' heads come off. Mm-hmm. Rick rides one of the evil horses. Yeah, burns his crotch. Jonathan there's... burns his ass and has to get spanked. Yep. That's normal Tuesday night. Normal, normal, normal day in Shanghai. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, mm. Yeah, they like drive past Jonathan. Like, hop in, loser. We're killing him, mummy. <laughs> yeah, come on. We're doing this again. Third time's the charm. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, they kind of go overboard with it. Mm-hmm. And which I didn't really care for in the last movie, where it's just like, <laughs> well, we killed a nut- one of these before, you know? Yeah, we did this already. Ha, ha, ha. For fuck's sake, guys. I don't, like, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just doesn't, mm. There's a difference between, like, put, doing, like, a little rib of, like, yeah, we did this once, as opposed to overloading the movie with the reference. Which they do all the time. Yeah, like, Jonathan's yeah. like, oh, third time doing this with a mummy but actually second time because uh the second time is actually the same mummy uh yeah well and alex does the same thing like because at one point he's like uh rick's like oh, i killed way more mummies he's like yeah it was just the one he's like twice mm-hmm. and i was like well i mean technically you killed more than that because the guards or yeah, whatever and the priest mummies and you know it's a... see if that was the only reference i think that would be fine yeah, but they keep going. Like, and I don't even mind that he named the bar Emateps. Oh, yeah, that's cool, because they don't actually say that. It's a visual gag. So. Yeah. But, mm. 
But in any case, the the chase ends up with them, with Lynn and Alex empty-handed coffin surfing. Mm -hmm. It's the newest extreme sport as perfected by the big show. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, they don't have anything, so they got to get to Mm Shangri-La. Because if he takes that diamond to Shangri-La, it will open up the path to tell him how to get to Shangri-La. If he takes the diamond to this monastery, and then it'll open up the path to let him get to Shangri-La, wherein, if he takes a bath in the water, <laughs> he can't... I'm not done. He can't... He'll yeah. be able to get his actual body back and can shapeshift into monsters, and then he can go back to where the other army is and resurrect his army. And if that army is to pass over the wall of China, they will be indestructible, wherein he will conquer the world... Oh my god, this is overly complicated. Did you follow all that, everybody? Yeah. That's what's happening. Hey, hey. Emotep's plan was so much simpler. Resurrect my dead love. Done. Yeah, if... I Well, kill all the people that opened up these jars to regain my body. Mm-hmm. Resurrect my dead love. Done. Yeah. Out of here. Yeah. And, like... Uh, what's the other problem is that, like you're watching the movie it's very obvious that the dragon emperor is going to succeed in parts of his plan like mm-hmm. all of it they actually. might as well just like get him to that point and then just do it give us a follow to after you know yeah i think like because some of the action set pieces which we're going to here in a bit are all like oh well we got to stop him from doing this thing oh let's fall back and stop him from doing this thing Oh, well, he did that, so now we get it, like, and it's just, like, just fucking... Yeah. And it'd be one thing if, again, there was any kind of actual momentum in the movie. There really isn't. <laughs> like, it's just a tedious slog. Slog is the one word that I'm going to probably repeat a few more times in regards to this, because that's what it felt like to me. I was, like, yeah. just waiting for it to be over. <laughs> yeah. I... And I like, you know, because sometimes I just like, well, how much time to pass? And I was like, 45 minutes. No way. (laughs) It's like 25 minutes. Are you sure? Yeah. So. We take a plane and buy Mad Dog Buford Tannen Mm -hmm. over a matter of $80. What kind of a future do you call that? And you fly into the fucking Himalayas. Yeah, he's going to fly the fucking the O'Connell crew and crates full of fucking onions to... And a yak. One <laughs> solo yak. One one lone yak who will become Jonathan's soulmate to uh, the fucking possible fucking dead end that he can find. Well, and Lynn's like, yeah, I've been to Shangri-La plenty of times. Once. She fucking, she fucking lived there. Whatever. Um, oh, did she? Well, that was the vibe I got. Oh, well, How else did she live forever? I don't know. Fucking uh, good diet, exercise every day, you know, positive thinking. 100 push-ups, 100 <laughs> sit-ups, running one kilometer. Having a mission to stab the Dragon Emperor to death, which she could have achieved at any point in the last 3,000 years. But That's the other thing. It's just like, why did you wait? Well, she, like you said, she didn't have any water for the feng shui compass. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, they land and um yeah, they have uh, they make camp. And Alex talks to his mom like, "Yeah, you're really into that Lynn chick, huh?" Well, that's nice. I'm glad you're meeting people. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> I have experienced the opposite sex. Tons of experience. She's like, whoa, why don't you tell me about it? And like, this is awkward. I'm, I was like, uh, dude, you brought it up, weirdo. Yeah. Like, what? <clears throat> uh, this, uh, all this shit with the O'Connell family sucks so much. It is they, so uninteresting and played out. They have no charm. None. Like, Rick from the first movie is charm in spades. Mm. He has tons of it. And like, I think they used it all up because he is such an awesome fucking character in the first movie. And in mm. the other two, he's just action man. Yeah. He's generic fucking lead. Uh, and, you know, chiseled jaw protagonist. And I, yeah, I think it's selling it short. I think that's, you know, he is, an awesome character in that first movie. Mm-hmm. He's great. And Evie is too. Evie has a lot of charm in the first one and then the, and then the second one, but in this one, because Evie is basically just like, Evie really just feels like Mrs. O'Connell writer slash adrenaline junkie. Yeah. Like <clears throat> she has nothing to do and this isn't her area of expertise. And like, mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, it's just part of the whole problem. And, yeah, Alex and Lynn flirt, but she's like, no, it's not going to work out, because Highlander. Mm-hmm. You ever watch Highlander? I watched Highlander. Yeah, we've got a whole Highlander thing going on, and it's just not going to not gonna work. But then, you know, okay, we've made it to the monastery, so what's the plan? We're like, oh, well, we... Uh, first, we compare guns, and then Alex and his dad just compare different kind of guns, and it could be charming. Not. It's not. It's not at all. No. And, uh, uh, yeah, at no point, they have this fun, like, rickety rope bridge, and I was like, oh, why don't you rig some explosives on the rickety rope bridge? Nah. Be too obvious. Yeah. So the, uh... I don't know what faction these Chinese military forces are, but they go and attack. And they're yeah, General they're, Yang's dudes. They're for the Dragon Emperor's dudes. Yeah, so Yang's men assault, and they use bazookas, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a whole thing. And they they have the the whole gold pyramid wired to blow. Because if you take the period, if you took the, if you put the gem on the top <laughs> of the pyramid. It will show you the way to Shangri-La. Yeah. It's right up the fucking mountain. Yeah. You literally could just point. You can see it. Yeah. I feel like, though, I've seen a similar contraption of this inspired by, a, oh, I don't know, a map in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. So it hits it just right. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> oh, by the way, uh, Lynn corresponds with Yetes. Oh, I was getting to the Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti! The Yeti! Because, uh, yeah. We have a trio, the, trio of Yeti. Fucking Yetis. That's my note. Like, fucking Yetis just show up and, like, oh, I'm friends with the Yeti. I spe- it's cool. I speak Yeti. Yeah, I'm down with the Yeti. And, you know, they look, uh, they go <laughs> and they give a big hug to the fucking forces. 
They look like white versions of Beast. Yeah. They do a fucking field goal with one of the bad guys. <laughs> I know. It's great. And I remember like them like Abominable Snowmen being in the they're in the trailers for this, which I remember seeing some of back in the day. So I was like, but I thought that they would be fighting Rick. <laughs> yes, and, I uh, thought they would be bad guys. Yeah. I was surprised that they turned it on its head and that they have we have support yetes. Yeah. Welcome to the Himalayas. Snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh uh, good times anyway yeah alex uh fights the the general and, and gets his ass handed to him mm-hmm. and uh yeah then the dragon emperor is just like dude i can do magic and i'm immortal why did i send these goons after what the fuck am i thinking i could have just done this myself oh whatever and he uses his magical powers over ice mm-hmm well, you know, all the elements, ice being one of the elements. Well, because you can control water. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he, he makes a whole bunch of icicles and then climbs to the top and makes more ice. And, and then puts the gem in there. Oh, no. Now he knows <laughs> the way to Shangri-La. And if he were to go to Shangri-La and take a bath in the waters of Lake Minnechanka, <laughs> once he bathes himself in the waters of Lake Minnechanka, then he can go back to the tomb and resurrect his army. And if that tomb was to cross the threshold of the Great Wall of China, they will be unstoppable. Yep. Uh, also, he stabs Rick. Yes, he stabs Rick. He's, he was aiming for Alex, but Rick... Did the, did the selfish thing and uh, knocked Alex out of the way. And he gets stabbed, and I was just like, yep, another O'Connell stabbed in the tum-tum. <laughs> oh, no. And the if you notice, Rick instantly looks like he's, like, a, ten minutes away from death after he gets stabbed. Like, he's immediately, like, paler, and he's got yeah. bags under his eyes, like, immediately after getting stabbed. Uh, yeah, it's... And I was like, oh, man, too bad you guys don't have that Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I guess that got sucked into the the Scorpion Kings. Oh, yeah, yes, it did. But uh, you didn't memorize the spell to yeah. bring people back to life. Nobody's going to have to bring up the Amenophis or whatever. Yeah, it looks like a stork. Yep. Uh, don't worry. So we go. Oh, and then an avalanche happens somehow. I fucking dozed off. How'd the avalanche happen? Oh, um... How does the avalanche happen? That is a good question. Oh, I think. Uh, oh, I think it's one of the ex- explosion happens, right? Yeah, a yeti farts. <laughs> <laughs> a yeti sees the dragon emperor, lets one rip, and the consequences just, are dire. Just some <laughs> crop does this son of a bitch. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop him for my boys, uh, uh, for the boys. Uh, <laughs> and the avalanche happens, <laughs> and the yetis bury unbury all the people. Yeah, including half dead Rick. I'm surprised that they didn't go for doing like a snow face. You know how we had sand face and water face. Yeah, we don't get a face in this one. Nope. I was expecting Snowface. 
We did Mommy not. without a face. Yeti fart. So they go, they they assert themselves and they go to Shangri-La because the whole place was just pointed out. And inside of Shangri-La is the witch from earlier in the Lazarus pit. Yeah. That's what I'm going to fucking call it. Might as well be, yeah. It's got sparkly water. <laughs> it's, it's full of fucking <laughs> LaCroix. Minerals and... <laughs> <laughs> it's bubbling. <coughs> it's pomplemousse. It's all pomplemousse. <laughs> yeah. It's pomegranate <clears throat> flavored. And, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, my dad's very sick. He's like, oh, okay. Well, Lynn's like, I vouch for these gringos. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And it's just like, and, uh, and uh, they're like, oh, we saw a fucking Last Crusade. We know what we can do here. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, like, yeah, very much like Last Crusade. Like, what if we made Last Crusade shittier? Absolutely suck and put it in China. <laughs> just like yeah like oh man because yeah they they like dump some of the water on it like you know like last crusade mm-hmm. and like yeah he's fine now let's just put him in bed and lynn and alex have more flirties and she's like yeah i'm two thousand years old yeah i'm a bit old for you dog yeah i mean i'll outlive you or whatever so if I ever was to stop being immortal, though, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll hop right on it. But until then, got I got a life's mission to complete. Yep. So Rick wakes up and uh, makes out with his wife, and Alex's like, "Yep, everything's back to normal." Hmm. So what about the Dragon Emperor? Like, oh, we don't have to wait long. He just marched his happy ass up there. How did they get there before he did? I have no fucking idea. Maybe the Yetis are just that fast. Yeah, because they, like, march up the mountain in a way that looks kind of like the going to the mines of Moria. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, by all accounts, well, it doesn't make any sense. No. And, uh, yeah, the uh, Dragon Emperor is like, yep, so all I gotta do is take a bath in this pool. All right. And then three gently, the three gently heads pop out of the water, and he turns into a literal fucking dragon. Yeah, he turns into King Ghidorah. Yeah, and then he flies. He picks up General Yang, like, "Hop on, loser! We're resurrecting (laughs) an army. (laughs) We gotta. The plan is afoot. Come on, boys!" And then also grabs Len while he's at it. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I see how it is. You're that evil sorcerer. Now I'm gonna take your daughter." Okay. All right. Yeah. If I can't have you, I will take your your fucking your kid. She yeah, will like, be mine. Oh yeah, she will be mine. Like okay, well I guess we'll hop into the plane, which is somehow faster than a dragon. Yeah, and it's gotten fixed all of us anyway. <sighs> but don't worry, they're gonna stop him from resurrecting that army because once he resurrects that army and they go to the Great Wall of China, then ooh. Bad shit's afoot. Yeah. It's like, whoa. You know? But don't worry, because all of the uh, dead that's under the Great Wall of China are, are chomping at the bit. They're all former soldiers, apparently. 
Most and, of them, yeah, and peasants and political dissidents and, you know, and anybody who uh, the Dragon Emperor ever crossed, they're, uh, I mean, they're not chomping at the bed. They're fucking dead. But no, they're super dead. But if they were awoken, they would, two, they would be looking for that bed to chomp on it. If I give up two immortalities, mm-hmm. they're going to rise just like the Lord of the Rings, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they didn't rise in the. They were they were like cursed until they had fulfilled their promise. Yeah, I know, but it just reminded me very much of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It reminded um, me of the last one because we had another big ass battle in the last yeah, one too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's very lazy and very rote and unnecessary. Unnecessary is kind of what my big, uh, thing yeah. is. Just like, this just didn't need to happen. Well, it didn't need to happen, and I also, it, it really does, it has that feeling of, this is something that is way too late. Like, do you ever get that with some sequels, where it was like, yeah. because it was made so far since the previous one, it doesn't have that, I guess, the same kind of spark that it would have had. Like, if this was made in 2004, you know, yeah. without all the, without all the fucking, some of the bits, you know, but... You know, if this was a bit closer, it might have been better off. I think because they waited so fucking long to make it, it just feels tired. Like, oh, we're going to fucking wake the wake the IP up like fucking Squeak as our new best friend to go fucking play <laughs> hockey or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I get that too. There are a lot of those sequels where it's just like, you waited too long. Yeah, like, there's you missed just... the moment. Like, yeah, nobody gives a shit anymore it's yeah totally get that mm-hmm. and yeah the dragon emperor gets in stops being a dragon starts being gently but shaved yeah and i i don't I, that, that bummed me out i liked his fucking mummified form i didn't think he needed to go fucking well uh, don't worry because he can transform himself into monsters mm-hmm. all kinds somehow of well, I think he could just do that when he was normal anyway, you know? Control elements, transform into, you know, a menagerie of fucking monsters. It's part of the job description when you're the Emperor of Dragons. Sure. He's like uh, he's like the Khaleesi of ancient China. <laughs> and he gives a, a hell of a speech about how he's just going to take back this country and freedom no more. <laughs> We're done All with of you. All of you can lick my boots. <laughs> Get ready to live and die for the Dragon Emperor. You're going to live and die for my glory. Like, it's basically that. It's like the most, like, mustache-twirling speech, and they're all like, yeah! Yeah. Well, to be fair, most... I don't know why he's telling anything to the fucking Terracotta Warriors. They got no fucking say in the matter. And I don't know why he's trying to pump up General Yang's guys, because they're going to charge anyway. It's an unnecessary speech. And he's making it to a wall, basically. Like, once we cross that wall, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna rock the boat. Shit's Mm. fucking on. Dragon Emperor's back, and he's laying it on thick. (laughs) And Michelle Yeoh's got the fucking old cookbook spell, and she (laughs) uses it to make a portal, and like, I will give up my immortality and my daughter's immortality. For this, and I was like, I thought it had to do with the baths of the Lazarus pit. No, forget about that. That was a completely unnecessary <laughs> tangent. Yeah, I, I thought that was the whole thing. I thought that's why it was. I thought that was immortality. I thought it was, you know, 
No, it was something that, uh, you know, you can totally sacrifice for, like, thousands of undead people beneath the Great Wall of China. Yeah, it didn't... I love that, like, weren't you dying? It's like, yeah, Yeti's saved. Saved, <laughs> spared by Yeti. By passing Yeti <laughs> in the desert. It's so fucking... Like, uh, those Yetis are so nice. Yeah, they're like eagles. They just swoop in and then they... Yeah, shield you from the cold, bring you smoked meat. Mm-hmm. They took me to Shangri-La. That's where <laughs> I've been. This whole thing. Well, not even. Well, yeah, I guess she was in Shangri-La because we did get a glimpse at like the, I guess the mythical version of Shangri-La because there's like a place where Michelle Yeoh's witch is at that's like a cavernous, mo- like a monastery, like you said. And but Jonathan's walking through later and he looks out and he sees the, the kind of utopian paradise that's the Shangri-La of, uh, not really legend because Shangri-La is from a book, but uh, you know, same kind of idea. And he wants to build a casino in it. Yeah. Emoteps 2. But yeah, they uh, do that, and then they f- they have a big fight. Uh, the witch and the emperor fight. They free the girl. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a one-on-one fight between Michelle Yeoh and Jet Li, mm-hmm. where she sees that he has the, the dagger. And so she decides to get herself stabbed so that she can steal the dagger. Mm-hmm. Which is the, of course, the only thing that can stop the Dragon Emperor. Only thing. It was the only thing that could stop him when he was alive, but it's the only thing that can stop him now that he is undead. And uh, yeah, there's they got all kinds of stuff now. There's a big battle. The uh... mm-hmm. yeah, General Ming has uh, returned. He's got one for being a guy that was quartered by horses. He looks incredibly fucking all right for put together. Arm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Yeah, they have, like, planes. Like, there's a fighter jet. Who, yeah, so fucking. Who the I, fuck was the fighter jet? Pilot? I was wondering if you were. No, I, because I was like, who the fuck's the other guy? Because Mad Dog <laughs> Davo Seaworth is here. He's flying around. Yeah, Jonathan's, like, shooting out of the plane door. Yeah, was it the Yak? Maybe the Yak was flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, who's fucking flying the plane? Because there's, yeah, they have a bonus. Just for the explosion, I imagine, they have a bonus fighter plane there. Yeah, it, like, strafes and and shoots the terracotta army down. Because, you know, they're fucking made out of clay. Mm -hmm. A strong rain would defeat them. Yeah, thank God there's not a, like, a fucking strong storm coming in. John Adams could have been of service. <laughs> he could have been. Uh, only locally, though. I mean, yeah. only in Baltimore. <laughs> but I'll help you in spirit. Uh, thanks, John Adams. <laughs> I don't know why, but I want that to be the title of today's episode. <laughs> write it. Write that down. Write that down. Uh, yeah. So they. Uh, he turns into the Dragon Emperor, uh, turns into some sort of monster, far as I know, and takes out the plane. It is. It's a monster from uh, Chinese mythology. I don't know. I can't think of the name of it right off the top of my head, but I've seen it before. And uh, it goes into the, the the big room that he has with uh, where he learned his magic, mm-hmm. and then they all follow. It, I mean, it's a big battle, but it's like it's. My problem with it is it's just as boring as anything. Like, 
there's no stakes. It doesn't feel like there's any tension. Mm-mm. Yeah, because at one point it's like, oh, Evie and uh, Rick are cornered by the the Terracotta Warriors, and this if this is gonna be the end, then you know, thank God that uh, you know. I, I don't know, but it you, you can totally fucking tell that nothing is going. It's gonna it's gonna be fine. They're gonna be okay. It's like it's not. Uh, ugh, man, dull. It's just dull. Yeah. So they get Rick and Alex try to take him out. The dagger breaks. Because mm-hmm. because uh, they uh, are gonna throw like he throw uh, gently throws the dagger, and I thought Rick was gonna catch it because that's his thing. Yeah be a great callback to you know his main main course of action from the previous one but no oh jonathan kills or not kills the general but like get wounds him too they're like they all meet up in the Mm. big thing oh yeah like and he gets general yang gets fucking tossed into this like wooden you know mill gear yeah basically and general like yin just like also goes in there like hey please move away i'm caught and she's like i'll pull you out and like no leave me be and he's like never i'll follow you anywhere even into the depths of hell and then they get crushed to death yeah and uh at some point he's just like no tricks rick's just like no tricks fight me like a man i'm like hand to hand and i'm like he doesn't speak english (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. But I guess he could just go off with the intention in your eyes, man. He's going to shoot a fucking fireball at you. Yeah. Hadouken! Yeah, right? And, uh, it's just the, uh, he stabs the hilt into the front, and Alex stabs him in the back, and, and that's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. And he, he turns into fire, and the army disappears, and... Yeah, and then the undead army... They all start to cheer, and then they're like, "Well, peace out. We're gonna we're gonna go into the afterlife and party." Now we're back at the bar, and there's slow dancing, and she's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do? You're not immortal. I can date older women." And then they kiss, and Rick and Evie kiss, and Jonathan has like a cat carrier, and uh, yeah, it doesn't like, have a cat in it though. I think it's got the jewel. Yeah, from, it's got the, what is it, the Eye Shangri-La, or is it? No, it's yeah. a different jewel. Yeah, it's the Eye Shangri-La. And he's like, I'm going to go somewhere where there isn't mummies. Peru. Peru. And it's like, and then to, like, undermine their joke is, like, mummies were soon found in Peru. Well, I think that's the, that was meant to be a sequel hook, because there are mummies from Peru, so that would be where we would go in The Mummy 4. Yeah perusing for mummies hey <laughs> i don't like this it wasn't great it was not great i'm happy i didn't see it <clears throat> yeah this is uh dead last <laughs> that's, that's in a weird spot because like i don't totally love returns but i like returns more than i like those returns is still more fun mm-hmm. it's not good I don't like Returns much either, but it's better than this. Yeah, it's more watchable. It's certainly more fun. Yeah. This is just not... It's not fun. There's no stakes. Like, they don't... They they spend too much time on, like, kind of callbacks to Mm. better movies. Late and kind of lazy action scenes, I would say. 
they're not really all that memorable, but I will, again, some really great set design and set pieces, like the, again, Emotep's looks great, Shang, uh, Shanghai is uh, just an awesome looking set that they did. A lot of the costumes are also really well done, really like those, but, oh man, what a waste of like, like this, if they didn't do what they had done for Returns, if they had done like something like this, like the same kind of core story ideas of like a Chinese mummy and so on, I think it would have worked so much better, been so much more interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, I think you kind of nailed it there. It's just, doesn't need to be. Yeah, like a sequel that, like, a, a, a sequel that had potential but was totally missed. Yeah. So even though this did make money, um, it just, I think disappointed enough people that they decided to reboot it. Yeah. It, uh, reboot. Kind of casually, if that's, it's not even the right word, but yeah, they, well, they stopped this incarnation of the mummy and they would sit on the, sit on the franchise until they were, uh, until the year 2017 when they were like, Hey, we can fuck this up some some other way. <laughs> hey, what if we did it worse? <laughs> it's like, uh, we, how about we just try to prove to ourselves that we just can't make a good mummy movie? <laughs> Deal. And, <laughs> Done, uh, Johnson. Yeah, so that that brings us to this one. Uh, this the new one, and uh, we're gonna cover that next week. Uh, the wrap up the mummy arc. Ha. Yeah, put it under wraps. Ah. Bury it. Ha! Ah. And then uh, the week after that's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah, in more ways than one. You'll well, see. one other way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I assume you're also, I, I went through the rankings, I assume you're also in the same boat with me. Oh, right? hell yeah. I mean, it's, it's, just... it's like, that's obvious. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even really think I have to, like, just watch the first one. Yeah, just watch the first one, and don't even be a completionist about the others. And just it's fine. Like if you're really curious and you do really want more, you can watch the Mummy Returns. But yeah, watch this on like an airplane if you're drunk. <laughs> Don't. Just there's so many better movies that do this. I mean, if of... if it's just between this and like looking out the window or jumping off the plane, <laughs> jump out of the plane. <laughs> You know, you gotta do it's one shorter. of them DB you gotta do one of them D B Cooper deals, you know? <laughs> it's shorter. Embrace death. <laughs> Jump out of the plane, try to survive in the Pacific Northwest with thirty seven thousand dollars. Burn it to keep warm. <laughs> Find Bigfoot. <laughs> Never yeah. be found again. Yeah, if only we would have got D.B. Cooper, the mummy curse of the Dragon Emperor. <laughs> Never would have <laughs> There's an alternate timeline, a better timeline out there. Uh, we, caught the sub- we caught the son of a bitch. I don't know how but, we got to there, but... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad we did. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we did. But until then... I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Peace.